0: I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets, and the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do, and that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. You'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, I know cool, there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today.
1: Right here we go! ring your wife baby we done it we're rich baby conor mcgregor made us rich break out the red panties
0: ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Walk Way to Fight Club. I am Stephen Mielhausen along with the one... You know what? I liked him so much, I made him a permanent part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. He's handsome. He's Puerto Rican. He still hasn't shaved for crap. His <laughs> hair still looks like a mop. But you know what, though? He's very talented. He's got a killer personality. The one and only D.Y. Daryl Rivera's in the house, and how are you, my friend, on this Thursday Damn, I think we, I think we talked for 40 minutes before I we even hit the record button. So how are you?
2: Doing good, doing good. I'm, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I'm on, you know, the whole circus I was today in PR nightmare for MMA. Sure, you know a lot about that. Uh, circus? Wait, PS what do you... For-
0: wait, circus? What kind of circus?
2: I don't know, maybe the fact that it's canceled.
0: Wait, Dana White made a butt head of himself? Made an ass of himself? No.
2: Shocking, right?
0: <laughs> Isn't it it's like quite amazing is we're sitting here sipping Guinness. Salute, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. And Guinness sponsor, by the way. I can be reached at Steve at Yahoo.com. <laughs> Quick plug. But um Yeah, we'll get into that because we wanna you know we really want to talk about UFC two forty nine the cancellation that was announced earlier today by UFC President Dana White on e- to ESPN's Brett Okamoto. talk about that we'll kind of gloss over what what ramifications this has for aew wwe the mma the combat sports world in general we'll talk about that we'll kind of gloss over what happened in the week of pro wrestling you had the raw after wrestlemania you had nxt last night and then you had on wednesday night because you'll be listening to this on friday morning and also uh aew dynamite two i thought two very good shows with Different methods about how they went about having good shows. And um, then at the end of the podcast, we'll have conversations that I had. On Monday, I had with the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey. That turn's coming, Daryl. Her and Sasha. That crap is coming.
2: Been waiting two years for that.
0: I've been waiting me and you both. And I did ask Bailey that question. And I thought the answer was quite intriguing when I did ask her about a, a program on the main roster. With Sasha Banks, so we talk about that. We talk about wrestling in front of no people, because I, you know, I know a lot. Of, I didn't bring that up in my interview with Drew McIntyre, but I thought, I thought it was quite intriguing the way. And plus, Bailey, Bailey was a part of the first empty arena match when they went uh, did it on SmackDown a while back with her and Sasha against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So I kind of like, wanted to ask her about that. Talked about her haircut. <laughs> Is that haircut. My wife asked about it. <laughs> it was a question my wife had like, can you ask her about the hair? And I'm like, kept bugging me about it, man. Because the hair, I guess women are, care a lot about their hair. I guess. I don't get it. Is your girlfriend like that? She cares a lot about the hairstyle?
2: Yeah. She, um, like we mentioned before with my haircut, she cares about it up until it gets, you know, caveman style. Right now it's fine. But hers, she likes to keep it a certain length. And I'm like, you know what? It looks fine either way. Just do do your thing. Do whatever you want to do.
0: No, but see, like, the question I have for you then is, do you, when the hair gets too long on her, do you talk to her about it? No. You're a good, you're a smart man.
2: She's got good hair, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, you know what, you need to cut that. That's, and plus she's Cuban. I don't want the Cuban side of her to wait, come wait, out. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait a minute here. Okay, now we're going to go, we're going to go off on a different reservation. Here.
2: I'm going off the rails here.
0: And this is getting this happens. Puerto Rican dating a Cuban, I love it. I love it.
2: I love it. Gonna, gonna have some Hispanic ass kids, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I tell my wife, because I'm I'm half Mexican and then I'm half German. So, like when my grandmother passed away last week, um, we were we were looking for photos to put like on the website, like the funeral home had for her and everything. And like, she was looking at pictures. She would see, she saw some of my pictures when I was a baby. She didn't see them all. And there was a lot where I was like darker than. I was very dark. And she's like, man, thankfully our children don't look like that. I was like, what? Because I always say, like, and I was a very cute baby. At least I'm told that anyway. And. Because my oldest, he's three and a half, he acts like me all the time. She's like, you know, and he doesn't, he acts like you, but he doesn't look like you in that way. And she's like, I didn't realize you were like that dark. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I am. And because I always, and I will, I'll say to my kids now, I'm like, you're 12 and a half, per, you're 25% Mexican. <laughs> and my, my three, my three-year-old looks at me like, what? I'm like. You can file for, and you know this, you can file for, like, the Latino scholarships, Hispanic scholarships. There's a ton out there, man. You can get scholarships for anything. You can get scholarships for your ethnicity, your job, like, you, like, if you're working at, like, a UPS or a FedEx or whatever, man. I'm like, but I, I forgot about they have scholarships for your ethnicity, which is freaking awesome.
2: So make the – Shout out to that scholarship. Got me through AMS.
0: Hey, make those, Max- make those Hispanic babies, my
2: friend. Be some good-looking
0: babies, too.
2: Hey, he's going to come out with wearing a fedora and a cigar in his mouth. Right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nurse, get bajo. Bajo, oh, nurse.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Because is- my wife hates it when I say, like, and she she loves it. She loves my heritage. But she was like, why do you say that? I'm like, Cause I wish they're they like whiter than ghosts. I love those who did that. They're awesome kids, but they're whiter than ghosts. They look nothing like me, man. They don't. I can't <laughs> lie. They don't look like me. I'm like, I don't even know how you two are my children. <laughs> Luckily, like now, like my three year old, he somewhat looks like me, like when I was a little kid. And I got my mother in law to finally admit to me. I sent her some pictures last week, and I'm like, she goes, oh my god. You weren't lying to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just sent them them because I wanted her to see them. Because so I thought they were, you know, because I, I loved the, the couple of the pictures I sent her. And uh, she goes, Ethan looks like you. I'm like, been trying to tell you that for three and a half years, lady. <laughs> Get your head out of the damn sand. As much as I love mine. I know my mother-in-law listens. That's also why I partially say this as well. Because she, her and my father-in-law do listen. They're very supportive. What were we talking about? But, oh, we were talking about Bailey. Did you know Bailey's Hispanic? She's Mexican. Yes. I did not know this, and that's bad on me. I keep me. tabs
2: on. I keep tabs on all Hispanic uh, wrestlers, combat sports.
0: You do. You are fantastic about that. We had a great chat the other night about Tito Trinidad and Puerto Rican boxing. Yeah. So, I still remember that conversation in it, and that was on me. And I'm like, I looked at the last name and it's kind of like lost over my mind. When we were having the conversations, I kinda of, like the angle I wanted to go with there was part of the angle. Because You don't see enough and you know this enough Latin female wrestlers in the big in you know in the big leagues. You know, it's really just no. like her, Zelina Vega, and that's kind of kinda of worse. Mercedes, Mercedes Mercedes Martinez is it kinda of, like stops with that. But she just started yeah. NXT, but you look at Who's really mm, ingrained a footprint, and it's those two.
2: Where AJ sure. Lee. AJ Lee's Puerto well, Rican. She's not
0: around anymore, though.
2: Yeah, but she she's one of those uh, was, yeah. you know wrestlers that left her mark.
0: You know, but you but you don't have enough of them, and I think that's unfortunate.
2: You know,
0: yeah, I really do. One. And um, so yeah, we talk about that. No, we didn't talk about that. We talked about the hair. What, Vin, what her fiancé and Vince McMahon thought. I thought the Vince thing, I thought, was like really intriguing. Of what It was a typical Vince McMahon answer, but I thought it was cool. And then we'll end with Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. We talked about the match with Ciampa. The preview of the match with Ciampa. That interview was done on Tuesday. He's a Cle- I know he's from Cleveland. Guy's an Indians and Browns fan. It's like an utter disappointment in life. We're from It Chicago. depends
2: on who you ask. Is that what if – We've already seen the Cleveland go to the World Series. What if the Browns, by some miracle, decide to figure out how to actually run a football team out of he, nowhere?
0: He was very, because I'm a die and you and you know this, Daryl, diehard White Sox fan, just like you. Yeah. And
2: I'm a, not a Sox fan. No.
0: Wait a minute. Oh, I forgot you like that other team. But yeah. um, I was like quite disappointed. Cause he was like he was bashing the Cubs. I'm like, all right, this is great. I got Johnny Wrestling bashing the Cubs. Great way to start the interview. And then he goes, I hate the White Sox. It's like, oh man, I don't think we like we could stop the interview. We're done. <laughs> it was good to talk to a champ, but no, nah, he was. He was talking about that, like the kind of like the role of the underdog, of like how the Browns and the Indians have always went underdogs, kind of paralleled into his career. Um. I me and you talked about this before we went on, and me and you talked about it last on Sunday, or on Saturday night, about how that rivalry is like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It's kind of like this modern day, 15 years later, it's that Michaels-Triple H dynamic. And I think that dynamic, best friends in real life, but they parlayed that into such a great rivalry. It culminated on the NXT show last night. The match was fantastic. It went a little... It was like that Edge Orton thing. It went way too long. Which is a little... And we'll talk about that more in a moment. We talked about that match. Kind of the comparisons of that. His thoughts on NXT still getting that... And I know you hear this. And I'll ask you this now about what he thought of NXT still being labeled a developmental brand. Instead of being deemed the third main roster brand, being on that same plane as Raw and SmackDown, do you view NXT, Daryl, as on that same plane as NXT? I mean, as Raw and SmackDown, or do you view it them on completely different planes?
2: I view them, and and this might shock you. In my personal opinion, like when what show would I prefer to watch? I was more excited for Takeover than I was for Mania. Coming into the maybe two months ago, because I know TakeOver Mania, the Mania Weekend, the TakeOver Mania Weekend just takes over the entire weekend and just blows Mm -hmm. WrestleMania out of the water. Ever since they started doing that every year. And right now, with what they got going on on Wednesdays against AEW, trying to, you know, the ratings war and everything, you can still clearly see that Vince McMahon treats it like they're the minor leagues. It can't. It makes a viewer like me react the same way. When you see talent go from NXT to Monday night or Friday night and get, for example, Finn Balor never never became super He was. Samoa Joe was never the same. Uh, he was a killer for like a six-month burst and then I don't know where he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. The artist collective that we talked about on Saturday night, how – if you see NXT's like success and a failure, there you go. That's what makes it seem like you know what NXT might be the mania leagues in their eyes, but in my eyes, NXT's the place to be. You see Balor going from the main roster down complain, back you know, down to the house, arguably the best we've seen in the last three years. When I'm done. You, see, you, you can see and and teaming, even in Apollo Cruz. He just made his return on Monday. It's raw. Put on a good, good match against, uh, I think it was Aleister Black. But... Match was
0: fantastic. nice. Yeah, it was a good match. You know this is a the Midwest guy. guy. guy has talent, we don't get 70-degree yeah, we, we weather, never Johnny, in shot.
2: the beginning of April. They put him in a tag team oh, no, I don't, I don't, with Titus O'Neal that went nowhere. Titus. Titus follows
0: me on Twitter. And the cool part is, and I was watching the news this morning, we got 71 tomorrow. So back-to-back days. But then we get disappointed, like Johnny. It's back to like forties and fifties. Superstar. It's
2: a different story. <laughs> you know what? That's the
0: life of a Midwest. I loved. Man. You know, I. You just, it's one of those things where you just get used because to it. It's just like the norm. It isn't too. like, well, well, you know, like I'm like, in go to California or fl- where, you, where the PC's is <laughs> at in Florida, where you can get constantly After seventy and eighty degree weather. Holy shit! That was awesome because it was genuine. Like my wife, even my wife, she watched that whole thing. We won't talk about the whole match, but just like that little snippet of the end, with it was great. As you could tell he was just like. Now the most important question you will get in this media tour: it was it was Are you an Indians and Browns expression. fan? Was amazing.
2: It made the match awesome. a lot. That that little two-second bit made well, that I guess match we cut a whole off the lot interview. more. I love the white. A I love the White Sox,
0: and B I love the What bagger. did we just see? It was not very. It's an astute and, a, I think, a right that, observation. That's a, that's a different story. So we talk about, so we're gonna get into the white you know, about the third brain
1: label. I not yet. Not Cubs yet. I am like more of a people Chicago with the Cubs after, after, the after whatever the World yeah. Series. So that's
0: a little he different. Like, you know what, Johnny, my wife is diehard Cubs, and I rooted so hard for the Indians in the World Series. I still see it on social media. I know you do. Johnny, it was so painful. The the hits, best wrestling in WWE is on fans, NXT. The best stories. Watching the, more often than not uh, Watching the, the world's Don't get me wrong, guys and girls so on the main depressing. roster it work was, very hard. It was, it was one of those things. But I right now have more of an emotion, emotional investment. Since they've been on even, probably the last like three years. I've had more of an investment in NXT than I've had on Raw or SmackDown. So we we talk about that a little bit. We go into what and the one thing I wish we would have got into was I wanted to ask about Killer Cross, and I didn't get into that. But I think, I think that seems like to be the next <laughs> thing we'll get more into that in a minute. But so we got we got Bailey Johnny Gargano I mean, at the end. Make look sure at that, you subscribe. And related to your Great career, and review, I remember seeing you before you were even subscribed, uh, subscribed uh, full time to NXT, uh, iTunes, you were at here in Chicago. Google Play, and Spotify, you know, just what did you ever you expect in that podcast? time frame? When I don't mean like I'm an iTunes guy, sixteen ish. Are you, now, iTunes? you would be I'm a Spotify quite guy. arguably the See, one of the best wrestlers in, in, the, in the, the world competing in, in one of the top promotions. I love In, them, in, in, great, are, in No I doubt the top promotion in all of wrestling. I can't get. I'm Man, like. It's I'm so like I think it's so I because like I I have an iPhone. I'm such such a, like in on my iPhone. I'm a, like so ingrained in the Apple stuff. So, I think we just sequestered into iTunes. So, I was like, I'm always big into iTunes. So, we got iTunes, we've got Google Play, Spotify. Overcast Whatever you guys Listen to, to the your to make podcast and Rate Review faces, Subscribe and just, like, Give 5 stars Leave reviews do Why don't what you happens, leave a, Stars uh, If so you think Daryl's only so worth I a star like I said, I I'm one, like one I star Give us 2 stars work. If you think We're half a star Give us a star So Make sure you guys Give us feedback Because we're always Going to have guests We're going to talk We'll always have At least 8 interviews So make sure you guys Just rate Subscribe Interview iTunes, Stitcher, goals, we don't have WWE Stitcher, WWE I'm WWE mad at Stitcher, right at level. Level. but iTunes, um, Google Play, and Spotify, I, and overcast I, I the main podcasting, podcasting platforms, no, Facebook, facebook.com backslash, the to walkway the to fight, fight club, and then on Twitter, I'm going to pump that hot start tomorrow, this is terrible, I am absolutely awful, very disappointed and I'm laughing at myself. I should remember this the off the top of my head. And awesome I don't. Outcome? At Walkway fight. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Fight. Go to Facebook. Facebook.com backslash. Forward slash. The walkway to fight club. What's the last today? match of yours that you watched? UFC 249. This charade. Thankfully. God bless. And I'm going to get killed for saying this. And I've been getting killed about it for two. weeks. So I've lost like thirty followers <laughs> in, two in the last like ten days. I don't really care. You've been
2: very active on Twitter. The last night oh. I
0: watched the night in full. I'm more of like I like retweeting. I like liking shit. He'd always having a tweet. Like match, I, I, need to really pump out my own crap enough. I don't do that enough. But um, the match, and I've he been very, very pro. Staying. Uh, so, right, Everyone staying at home, man. and let's get uh, this. Uh, let's get this right. Let's get this COVID-19. Let's maybe kick maybe its butt. On, like, let's flatten the curve, like, and let's get back to normal. I, like I don't like going to, to long Home Depot having long. to wear a mask because there's like like idiots out there. They don't, like don't want to wear a mask, and there's people out there that don't know how to take care of themselves. Getting a little tired of that, but we get to that in a minute. UFC 249 finally canceled. Not canceled. No, you, you were talking about you and Thomas. All events and are it's, postponed indefinitely. You two that rule, are together. By Dana White. Going, going really, one on this one decision, or decision whether it's in a match or in an earlier segment. It's, just, it's pure ESPN It's ESPN match. It's ESPN match. What and is it about you two? Dana that White makes, was told that he had makes you, everything he had so special? every with time you guys are Disney. Higher ups at Disney, higher ups at ESPN. I think a lot of people. Talk about, uh, ESPN is owned by Disney, so when they it's me Tommaso, which is conversations they, they each had separate conversations from Dana. From what just, I was told, two guys sources close to are, the situation I told me three, 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 three executives total to talked to Dana White and told Dana, Hey, you gotta, or or we, be we're we gotta so close cool up shop here, and so let's postpone the we shows. We'll get these shows in. will be, I'll put it this way: there's gonna be a lot of shows. Near the end of the year, from uh, what I was told. It so we'll see if that holds uh, so, true when we, we are, get to I the fourth quarter. But we, just we had that... You look at us, the fight, the car was supposed to take place. It wasn't rightfully confirmed, but uh, veteran MMA reporter the Jeff Sherwood did report same, that uh, the car and it, like that, I, did I, that that it, I did confirm that really it would be ta- it was supposed there? to take place at, at the Tachi Palace there? Casino other, whether Resort whether and Casino Arena out in Lamora, California, about forty miles south of Fresno. I used to hold it the old WEC cards. It's on in an Indian, uh, Indian Indian in sovereign land, so it's an like uh, Indian tribal maybe reservation. A and, ago. Uh, maybe a month ago. and they went commission shopping, for people that don't understand what that is. I don't, understand we're we're right reading. Reading. I don't know so you understand, know like what commission like shopping fun. is, Darryl.
2: Not exactly No.
0: When you can't get commission for a fight. Because the California State Athletic Commission wasn't going to be Triple H or on about... We got God that card. program no particular with them and no how they went about it. And what the state of mindset of was, or or did you watch the matches? Or the did you feed off of anything realm? they did or have any conversations? The only states with them that were in regards to the, how to handle you this could program. legally hold so fights: Iowa, Wyoming, up the feud. Nebraska, the main feud of my North and South Dakota, and Idaho. Side by so side with H with your options um, were they are just too extremely limited. Uh, so and they have, they were out, which because when you have it, it on Indian reservations, there's on a like this. you don't really have to have a commission. Uh, you can because UFC it's, 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 for the international shows they self-regulate, self-regulation. As a got the, and the doctors as a and so on and so forth. They do a great, you know, they, but they go by the, the, the Nevada Athletic Commission uh, Protocols. They bring in Nevada judges the and referees and so on and so forth. Uh, and and the um, about is they are so open and so but just giving. You know, the, as soon as the word, word got out so Tuesday night, this is where it was going to be. To um, people started scooping. I started fishing. I was doing my job. I, think I was going, reaching out to, out to California, trying, they the the trying to reach out to the ABC, the Association of Boxing Commission, trying to reach out to them. At first they, they were, were saying, and and they they are going to be not sanctioned. <laughs> then it <they laughs> went <laughs> to neutral. Then they were in support of the move <laughs> and officials and the fights are counted on record. Officials wouldn't get punished. Referees wouldn't get punished. Judges would be able to judge fights, referee fights in other states. Based off of that, where then do you feel the that's land the one was, thing that, and you hear little California trips here was one of, I'll ask it, you because you're on the uh, public on the phone law do 280. Do you feel that's the and thing that was enacted that in 1953 NXT to where from California law on raw, was one not the of the states, states, but on Raw and SmackDown. Where I think it's just a different world. You because Indian reservations they go by their own rules. They have because it's an Indian reservation, like and I, I was, I was, I was using only the welfare, federal level could stay out. But you, but if states wanted to harp down on them the states had the right to do that and california was one of those states and they pressure was mounting on california governor gavin newsom placed it listen to this and i got this confirmed the new york times had it reported they cited three sources i talked to two sources I felt bad for my wife, though. I'm playing, trying to play a I'm playing with my kids, and I'm like Evan. I'm talking to freaking senators, and I'm, ta- I'm having texting conversations with them and UFC people. And Governor Gavin Newsom of California has been very proactive, by the way, and I really commend him. Uh, he's been uh, in the forefront. California got bombarded with the COVID-19 outbreak early on. The and... Called the higher up uh, do. So I I I can do ups at Disney, higher ups at ESPN. He's like, listen, I was here. With I some, covered. They the show tried to come show you guys were here in Chicago. I'm gonna moment. have my please. I talked to Triple H a little bit. Make a little sure bit if this doesn't happen. End. I will and shut it down quicker than you say hello. Does he? That was more and less the gist of the conversation. NXT still is developmentally. That was. In paraphrasing that was in your mind and in my mind. You don't do something about this. The third brain. It is. A b- main roster brand. So let's try you feel to feel now that developmental label should be face you guys look somewhat okay. Yeah, I mean, everyone I mean, I comes out of it. Uh, and that's what happened.
2: <laughs> much thing. respect to that guy.
0: No, I, I, I give him a lot of credit. Uh, because, and then you had, like, it, uh, Democratic it, Senator Diane Feinstein. It, it, she came it, it, out with a statement. Of, very a powerful else, and I um, think that's wrong, member of and I think Congress coming out and I think saying something. This was about an hour before, before yeah, everything you know, went down. Say, say, and she said the show needs to be canceled. You know, medical testing needs to be at the forefront here, which it does. And, I, and it really does, and I applaud her for doing that. She's been getting killed on this, too. and I'm not her biggest fan, either, but a high-ranking member of Congress who's got a lot of pull, is make When you're reaching Congress, you're hitting the New York Times, you're hitting, I just, you're hitting... I'm not even saying yes, but we're writing about it. We're a national site, in ESPN, we'll talk about them in a minute, they, they said on their hands, but you got the New York Times, you got the LA Times, you got all these major newspapers all these major publications are talking about it. And you're getting into the governor of California and you're getting into members of Congress and they're getting into it. And you said it to kick it off. This should have been shut UNFB down way, shape, right I when this started. <laughs> this should not have been <laughs> sending be Khabib to that. Abu Dhabi and then having to get flown <laughs> and <laughs> get, being sent to like Russia. He now can't get out of Russia due like the, it, the travel to travel like restrictions. Like fine, there there and Abu Dhabi is closing their borders. and what everyone's doing here. None of this then you are replacing him with Gichi and You got Ferguson bashing Khabib, you got Conor McGregor bashing Khabib and it's like yeah, it is the best assessment I've At the end of the day Khabib never got made of a million Johnny, bucks. Thank he you came so much for the great time today. It's really appreciated Cuz he did the you know, right I was scrolling thing. I also scrolling this your Twitter like last night knowing we were talking he today. to You made him make sure his family one was okay. One of the tweets okay. I saw was you were talking about you know Saturday was supposed to He comes be out big looking like Ross to take over. it was likely going to be you got shut down. You went buy Mickey mouse
2: everything went Don't down. mess and with the
0: mouse. Weird was We've
2: learned throughout history. They bought out ESPN. The they Tampa bought out whatever they could. On do Saturday not and mess with 20 the 20. mouse. And if you. Gabriel Iglesias said it best, yeah, best. a comedian. <laughs> he chose Nickelodeon over and Disney and at one point in his career. Different and different he said it best. He, he said, do not mess with the mouse because they will destroy your life as you know it, and your career as you know it.
0: You know, it's just one of I these things way to wear. that we're, you know, I, mean, I to get ready. Uh, in I a way, I a way, I trained a certain way, I, a certain way and I commend Dana I commended him for, in the beginning because he was like, you know what, that match was supposed to be. and I get it, because um, um, when they I held that show in happened Brazil, happened people really, it was all kind of like, okay, what the heck is going on here? I can't understand the Brazil show, I can't, I really could, but I'm not, but I mean, and, but it was like, once, like, right after that, like, why were you trying to press on with the London show, the Columbus show, the show in Portland, and you ended up eventually canceling, but postponing, but, like, it should have been right when you did, okay, let's just postpone until further notice, let's go indefinitely, I'm gonna pay the fighters, I'll give them the show money, and you move on, you wait till the world gets okay, and then, some, out there, some once and you get that feeling, him, and you start talking to the right so people, and he's well connected in Washington, he's been like really good friends with Donald Trump. Once you kind of get up, up, a feeling of, hey, Chris, Chris, this is when things are going to be okay and start to die down where when you flatten the curve and we're seeing less That's and we're seeing less cases and we get a little bit of consistency on that level and it gets lower and lower and lower, then, yeah, then we can start... You answered my last question, so I won't even try forward get, with that question. But, but Donnie, so this has so been great. Thank you so much for the time today. It really means Instead, a lot. Can't wait to see the match what got night him to on and the on dance USA. it was being, being the anti And the once baseball starts, and Johnny, I'm first. not rooting for the Indians and I'll be rooting for the White. Only to find how... Thank God for the whole thing. and I'm going to say is thank God for the Wall Street All right, through. Johnny, thank you for the time. we we'll talk soon, and the best of luck. Getting someone higher up in Disney right, thank saying, you, yeah. Thank you, Mark. At minimum, the UFC's putting on shows. are going to get $750 million a year. $750 million to put on 42 shows. You do the math. It's a lot of freaking money. It's a lot of money. You're looking at over – that's a ton of money. I can't even do the – but it, you know – You're getting told, "Hey, 42 shows, you're gonna get 750 million dollars." UFC's been very good for ESPN. Really helped build ESPN Plus. It's been a good ratings driver. They've been a UFC's been a really good ratings driver for ESPN. I give them that all day because it's everyone who doesn't love fights. But in this instance, Daryl, being the rebel, being the anti-authority. They got you to the point where you got it to now you've are you got the, the landmark deal with Fox. The next TV contract, a landmark deal with ESPN. He did that because of what got him here. But what got him that sort of attitude got him in trouble here. He won't admit it, but this got him in a lot of trouble <laughs> in every level and now he's got an egg on his face.
2: It just reminds me of that whole scenario where you – and I'm going to use it in wrestling terms just because you know, that's my main thing. Wrestling terms, you basically came in with a character. That character got you this far. You got to the top. You're at the very top. Nothing can stop you. That character eventually gets old, and that's what happened here. He didn't learn how to adapt to what was going on. You see people like – the guy in charge of Bella who I'm blanking on the same. Scott Coker. Scott Coker. You see the M O B. You see the NFL suspending the uh, the draft. Now they're going to do it a virtual draft. Uh, you see the NCAA, who is as controversial when it comes to making money as any company could be. So, all these uh-huh. all these companies are getting shut down. Mm-hmm. They cancel March Madness. That was huge for Vegas because Vegas. First year that March Madness could be legally gambled on oh, is now shut so down. So
0: disheartening. I was talking. Exactly. I was talking with a buddy about this the other day. We were just, she just good buddy of mine. It's one of my gambling buddies, and we were just checking in, seeing how we about the family and stuff. And he started, he brought that up, and I'm like, man, it like really hit me. Saturday, was supposed to be the final four. One of the biggest betting days of the year, I couldn't bet. And pro wrestling was a payoff, which was a chuckle. <laughs> but um, and no, I did not bet on pro wrestling. By the way, um, Or hope
2: so. No,
0: no, no, dude, I haven't bet in. I'm not even itching for it. It's been.
2: This was going to be the first year that I bet on March Madness, like actually bet on Illinois, games.
0: It just passed legalized gambling. It was like we hit like a day. We were gonna go the Friday, the second day of the tournament. We were gonna go to Rivers and just gamble for it. We we're gonna go gamble for the day. We we're gonna sit in the sports book all day, eat, do some drinking, mainly eating. Don't drink and drive. It's not safe. And just eat, have a good time, bond with the guys, be away from the wife and kids. And but it was it was just so weird. Especially it hit me like Saturday. My God, this sucks. I'm covering <laughs> WrestleMania on a freaking Saturday. But, no, it was kind of like, a, it reminds me like of what you said there. Like when people got tired of Hulk Hogan. He was getting booed once he got to WCW. But you notice it even at the end of that run in WWE in 93 after he lost, after he screwed poor Brett and that whole nonsense. But the fans were kind of like, uh, eh, we're getting tired of this. And they got like that in WCW after a while, and then he turned heel, and it revitalized Hulk Hogan. and was the saving grace of his career, in my in my humble opinion. But this is, the act's getting old. And this bit him here, and it bit him hard. Because trying to, first, when you blame the media, oh, I don't want the scumbag media, to no, it's none of their business, blah, blah, blah. We got a job to do. Like I've talked to people in the UFC, I hate people. UFCPR apologized to me. Like you know, you know, we feel bad. Like I know they did it to other media members too. Like reaching out, like up prominent media members from major websites, like reaching out and just saying they apologize. And
2: I would have killed to see what he, what the UFCPR looked like as he was talking and calling out the media. I, I just, I would have killed to oh, see were, that reaction.
0: I didn't ask. I'll be honest, I, I didn't ask, but they apologized. I. I talked to three PR members. Just, like, I talked to them casually. And we just during this, we just, like, check in with the family, make sure the family's okay, blah, 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 and see how you guys are doing. And, uh, they felt bad. They felt so bad. I'm like, don't worry about it, man. I'm like, you know, but you have to be, f- in this assessment, he came off bad because... You try to be bigger, and don't get me wrong. MMA is a niche sport. The UFC is still niche. It's you know it's the it's the MMA leader, but it's still niche. Boxing's niche. Pro WWE pro wrestling is niche. AEW WWE NWA MLW you know everybody in pro wrestling. It's niche, and you know you're on a call with the big boys. On Saturday, you're on that call with Donald Trump, President Trump, and you're on there with Rob Manfred and Roger Goodell and Gary Bettman and the commissioners of MLS and NASCAR and IndyCar and Vince McMahon. And it's like, you've always wanted to be at the big boy table. You're at the big boy table. And then you go act like the penchant child. Who defies his parents and doesn't want to listen to his parents, and you just kick and scream and want to be the loudest voice in the room. That only that only works to a point, point. and you're gonna have his fan base, and he does. I, I like Dana. I think I've talked to Dana. enough. I think Dana's a great guy. I love talking boxing with Dana, and I think you know, that's the one thing I love talking with him about because he's such a passionate, not just an MMA fan, but a passionate boxing fan. And we, we've had great time com- off the without the camera going, with the camera going. I've been good conversations about the sport. But he acted dumb here. Because he didn't want people to know what they were doing. He wouldn't answer if they're doing COVID-19 testing. Just say, hey, this is how we're going to do our COVID-19 testing. We're going to... Which I think a lot of people had a problem with, as did I. Like, you're going to send kits to fighters and training staff, and you're going to test them all at the site venue. Right now, the world... The general population, at least in my opinion, and you may have viewed this differently. The general population needs these tests right now more than fighting. Fighting is not considered essential. It's non-essential. Sorry, anyone that has a problem with that can hit the stop button. As much as I love MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, it's not essential. There's big world problems going on right now. People are dying. People are getting really sick. People are just, or just have the coronavirus. Sports will be back. I promise. It's going to be back. Bigger, better, stronger than ever. I agree with Dana White on that one. But when, keep the fighters safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep your staff safe. Look out for the safety and the health of the fighters and their families and your staff's family and. Yeah, I talk to some of the staff. stuff. The staff wanted the show to go shows to go on. I get it. That's that. You're so wired. The show must go on. Blah blah blah. I get it. I do. Cause so I'm usually of that mentality as well. But at the end of the day, Daryl, he was willing to endanger his fighters for money. And it's it's disheartening to me. That the fighters don't understand that. The fighters don't get that. They want to blame the media. They want to blame guys like me, guys like you, instead of blaming their boss, who's only concerned about his pocketbook. And because these fighters are getting pennies on the dollar. Let's just be realistic about that. I got into a spat with a manager today, and he agreed. After he wanted to argue with me, I said that. And I'm like, hey. And I said it on Twitter. He's worried about the money, the endangering of the fighters, the line in his pocketbooks, and your fighters are getting paid pennies on the dollar. Because that's ridiculous. I don't have time for that. That, to me, is nonsense. It's not for the fighters. There's no MMA. Without, pro, without the wrestlers, there's no WWE. Without the boxers, there's no Top Ring, PBC, Matchroom, DAZONE. Showtime, so on and so forth.
2: And like I said before, and you hit you hit the nail on the head. Fighters don't get paid as much. That was and I guarantee you that's probably their main concern with this whole thing. Am I gonna get paid? Is so my family gonna be taken care of financially? That's probably their biggest worry. And I get it. I get why they wanted to fight. I get the entire scenario. But at the same time you have to realize that this is a worldwide pandemic. It's not a U.S. pandemic. It's not a Europe pandemic. It's a worldwide thing. It's happening everywhere. Everywhere is shutting down. And when basically all the major sports, with the exception of WWE and the UFC, are shut down, that should tell you what's going on. Because when the NBA shuts down midseason, they're losing a lot of money. When the MLB delays her start until May, and MLB opening day is considered... Like, to baseball fans, opening day is basically a holiday. To baseball oh, players like me, happy opening day. That was ruined because of this whole thing. And, sure, it's bitter. You don't want it to happen. you basically grasping to that UFC event as the last, you know, event that I can actually watch because it's the only thing that's going to be on. But at the same time, you got to realize those fighters are also human beings. They can also contract the COVID-19. Exactly. They can go ahead – Every high five, every knuckle touch that they give, they're infecting somebody else. That somebody else is going out and touching three other people. And it's a, it's a chain. It affects other people outside of the cage. It affects people outside of the stadium. People are getting sick. People are dying because of this thing. It's not a joke.
0: You know, because, like, I talked to – when I was you the other day because we were going to do a podcast, and I got set up with, like, second interviews with uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. I'm going to re-talk to Justin I'm not, I'm not even going to air the interviews. So I'm going to air him next week. And I'm re-talking to Gaethje tomorrow. And because, like, he's detailing this to me of, like, you know, I need the money. You know, I want to make sure, you know, this is big payday, biggest person in my career. You know, this can set me up. And it's like, then you hear, like, other fighters that not – Guys in his position, guys in the lower tier position, are t- talking about like having video, like conferencing training sessions with their trainers and so on and so forth. And it's like and you see like these lower tier guys struggling. And it's like they're fighting in fear of not getting paid. Instead of fighting because they want to fight, and there's a di- you, and that's the difference. And I'm glad Dana White said to ESPN, "Hey, I'm going to pay these guys. Shouldn't even have been a question, but pay them. You should be paying these fighters for every card that is now canceled until you are ready to come back. When you're paying out three hundred million dollar dividends, you got the money." The money should be going to the fighters, not to Tom Brady and Giselle and Will Smith and and so on and so forth. Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. Pay the fighters. Because they're the ones making you the money. I get you, yeah, you need your own. But give these fighters their worth. Like in boxing. You can say the same thing in boxing. Well, they got to pay their fighters better, but... The, big, the top guys, they're getting paid. They're getting paid good. There's no reason the UFC, because I think in boxing, it's like somewhere, it's either 80 20 the promoters are doling out to the fighters or like 85 15. It's like something like obnoxious and good for them. And we said this last week. And you said it earlier that they should be getting paid more. All athletes are underpaid. Doing this long enough, goddamn, they deserve to get paid more. And it should not have taken the government, Disney, and ESPN to come in and be like, "Hey, it's time." I think Disney said something to ESPN. So I don't know if you've seen ESPN's coverage, but it and I'm friends with Ariel Helwani. I'm friends with Mark Ramondi, And I casually know Brad Akimoto. And I've talked about it a few times. But I know Ariel well. We're in a good texting relationship. Me and Ramondi have a good rapport about pro wrestling. But they fumbled it here too. Acting like cheerleaders. I get it. You air them. You're part part of ESPN. They're airing the UFC. But you have to toe the line. You have to have that balance. And I thought ESPN royally, 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 royally screwed up here. I got friends at ESPN. Beyond those guys. PR. I know some of those guys, and they're great people. But it's ESPN screwed us up it's just as much as Disney did. And Disney's not going to let ESPN handle their business. It should never have gotten to Disney, Daryl. It should never even have gotten to ESPN. ESPN should have used the common sense to say, hey, let's take a pause for the cause let's continue what we're doing let's air old shows we'll air mcgregor fights great fight nights we'll do that let's get some ratings let's make a little advertising money
2: exactly and it's i'm doing that right now as you know i'm like i said i'm working from home on my day job i've been watching old ufc fights. i started at a ufc one in the beginning that's what you, were telling you me. can start yeah, you can start airing those fights. People will watch those fights because they want to know the history of UFC. The UFC has so many divisions, so many ins and outs that people want to get to understand what's going on in every situation. You can draw more fans because you already have the diehards. So diehards will watch these and be like, man, I remember where I was on that fight. You can get the casual viewer who's looking for something to watch. You can just put, hey, you're interested in seeing UFC where it started. Boom, UFC won the beginning. You can start drawing that common fan in and you'll get more eyes on the product once you come back. But they were thinking more about, okay, I need the money now. I need the money now instead of the long term, you know, thing that they could have done and watching. This is me thinking like outside of the pandemic.
0: No, you're using common sense.
2: Exactly. People, it's not like they would have lost viewerships. They could have gained more by throwing out the throwbacks, you know, hey. We know McGregor now. I know him from his fight against Aldo. How, how did he, he get there? How did Tyron Woodley get where he was? How did Jose Aldo get to where he was? You know, stuff like that. People want to know what the background is and where those fights came from. At least fans like me do. Because I was born... But,
0: but it's, like you said, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's... But th- that's like how this generation this world is now it's i want now 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 they don't look at the long-term ramifications they're only looking at the short term and i think that that hurts to me at least to me that hurts society as a whole
2: yeah i mean it is what it is because and trust me i'm I'm a millennial, I'm 96. I don't know if I'm Gen Z or a millennial. I don't know what category I fall under. I don't. Doesn't really matter to me. We're,
0: I'm even a millennial. I'm
2: 39. Yeah, I'm and old, like 23 year old over here. Like, I want to learn all this stuff. Like the history of. I'm going back to like 93, 92. All this. I'm even watching ECW. Like back when Eddie Gilbert wasn't charged. You know what we
0: need to do? And we're gonna do what? Watch alongs like you, I'm, old I'm UFC's, more than happy to do that. UFC's fucking ECW some Eddie Gilbert. Look at you. Eddie,
2: Eddie Gill- Gilbert's Terry Funk in 93. Oh my goodness. I never I, I just finished watching uh, Ultra Clash. Paul Heyman's first ECW uh oh, main uh pay-per-view after Eddie Gilbert and um Todd Gordon. I'm I'm like, Todd Yeah, Gordon. after they went at it because of the whole NWA uh yeah. union.
0: Dennis Coraluzzo, the whole Shane Douglas situation. Oh, look at you.
2: I huh. was the right hey, I am learning.
0: You weren't even born yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was. I wasn't great.
2: even in plants.
0: <laughs> Dude, you weren't even near the.
2: <laughs> My dad was still in high school.
0: <laughs> you weren't even in the soil. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't even thought about being the soil going the seed going. No. You weren't even thought about getting into the soil yet. That's I was the ripe age of 12. I think, man, seventh grade puberty just hit Daryl at that time. 12 you get into seventh, sixth, seventh grade, man. That's that's puberty time. You're still going through it by looking at your face right now.
2: Beard will say differently. A <laughs> full grown man here. <laughs>
0: I think she's being nice to you, but that's just that's just my opinion. <laughs> but it. but it's kind of like how this has been done here is that we need it here, we need it now, we need the money now, 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 now. When play the short game, it's gonna bite you, and it bit the UFC here. And you, you can go with oh, it's better now, do it now. Then what if they would have waited till the week of the fight? Like these fighters are cutting extreme amount of weight. What if this was next week? What if this was next Thursday, Daryl? No one talks about that. <laughs> you know, thank God this was done now and not done
2: a week from now.
0: I think I would have been more upset than I already was about the situation.
2: but Especially for somebody like Justin Gagey, who like got a notice that he was going to fight Ferguson like last week. If that, maybe less than a week ago. You know what? He had to...
0: But Gaethje's weight wasn't bad from what he told me. He was only 13 pounds over. He was going to make weight just fine. He actually had kept himself in pretty good shape. He usually does. He was telling me, he's like, I usually keep myself in pretty good shape to begin with I don't let myself get too much overblown to where I have to cut a tremendous amount. So he was already within distance. He's like, I would have gotten the He's like, I'll get the fight week, and I'll be about set six to eight pounds away. So he was, he was doing the cut right. So he would have got there. Ferguson said he was fine. So, but the right move was made at the end of the day. Thankfully, it took it took the the great governor. I hate saying this, but the governor of California. I'll say the great governor, great governor of California, Mister Gavin Newsom, and then. You know the people at Disney and ESPN finally knock some sense into ESPN and the UFC, are like, hey, let's, yeah, we need the programming, but is it really worth people dying and people getting sick? More importantly, getting sick, which could lead to people dying. You just don't know. In in no. this day of age, you don't know. So thankfully, discretion, the better discretion was made there, and they'll, we'll get bites. I don't know when. I'm hearing. UFC will be sooner because Dana's got this island. He's allegedly got an island, Daryl. If you got a call, and you were asked by the UFC, DY we will cover your airplane. We'll cover we'll cover the trains. We'll cover the hotel. Come cover the fights on the island. Are you and you're gonna and we're gonna test you every day for COVID-19 and we'll get results back immediately. Would you go cover a UFC show on this alleged island that I'm still very, very skeptical, skeptical about?
2: Well, skeptical is a word and you being a rookie who's still trying to get a first job in the combat sports, it's a 50, 50 for me. If I was a veteran, you know, in your shoes, I'd be, no, there's too many unanswered questions I would not even not even do it but it for somebody in my situation that could be like you know hey this is my way to break into the business sure it's a little controversial but at the same time it's like I might actually make my way in but at the same time there's too many unknowns yeah if I see if I for example right now I'm just living it's just me and my girlfriend I'm if I was living with my parents that's a hell no because I'm not risking their health because I want to go see, cover a fight. That's the kind of things that there's a lot of variables into it. Career-wise, if I was living for myself, sure, because then I go over there, come back, that's it, lock myself in. But it's just, it's a loaded question, and it's just an island that you don't know anything about bought by a billionaire just to have fights. That kind of sounds like a Mortal Kombat tournament to me. (laughs) just a little bit.
0: I keep hearing Mortal Kombat and Firefest.
2: I that's the first Firefest. that's literally the first Mortal Kombat game. The guy, yeah. hey, I'm having a death match here in this island. Come here with your best fighters. That's literally the beginning of Mortal Kombat.
0: I showed my wife because she didn't understand what, they, what people were talking about. I'm like, "Look." And she goes She was amazed, mortified. I think mortified <laughs> was more of I think that was more of the word and and you made me feel old, by the way, calling me a veteran, and I feel like I gotta go. Call, I gotta feel like I gotta go collect my social security check now. Um,
2: I made you feel old. old how? <laughs>
0: by calling me a veteran of the, of this, a veteran reporter. I they, and I. How long have you
2: been working at this?
0: Total will be ten years at the beginning of May, full time. About eight?
2: I'm a baseball player. I More consider than eight, almost, veterans.
0: Almost nine?
2: Anybody over five years, I already consider a veteran. Well,
0: thank you. Well, I agree with you on that about athletes. Um, and thank you. Because I've, I've talked to younger reporters like yourself, and I've asked the same – journalists, and I've asked the same thing. And they've given me this answer. And I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Even if I, I didn't have two children and a wife and you know a lot equity in two homes and stuff like that, and I just don't think I could do it, even without that. And if I was living just in a, a condo or a smaller house and stuff of that nature, I don't think I could still do it. Just because it's like, yeah, I'd be getting my start. Starting in the game. But is the risk. Is the risk worth the reward. And it's. Like I said. It's like it's a 50-50 thing. And I get it. I do. I totally get it. And I support people. Because I've asked people. Because people have asked me. And I'm like. I probably would lean. I wouldn't. I'd be like 70-30. No. I just. You know. You got health. And you look down the line. In your future. And. It's like now would be not a chance. I was asked that question last time, like there's, or today, by some people, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. Why? There's too fight, much unknown. There's I I don't know. You could test me every day, but you still have asymptomatic people out there. You know why I. I'm in fear of just going to the grocery. Like, I gotta go to the grocery store Friday morning. I don't want to go.
2: I oh, make so sure I'll see you there.
0: <laughs> like, I wore. A ma- I went Sunday to Home Depot. My wife needed some stuff. She needed. I was like some painting stuff. She wanted to paint, so I bought some paint. I wore a mask in the Home Depot. I went back to Home Depot when I had my basement issue. I had to go Monday morning. I wore a mask. It's like, and you see, people are wearing masks. Like, I went and dropped off my car today to get fixed up. People wearing masks. You yeah, had the Pepsi glass. When we're doing that, <laughs> we're worried about some. And I dropped, and I knocked my microphone off my desk there.
2: And Easy there. And
0: we're worried about, I did it, and I did it again. I Let's, let's move this shit back. And we're worried about some goddamn fights. We're getting all upset about it on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Fights. Never talking about fights on an island. I'm not going to you know I'm not going on a damn island. But being young like yourself and you know, no children and getting started in the game. It's a 50-50. It, it, it honestly is a 50-50 proposition.
2: It, and it's, it really is. Even even the 50-50 thing should tell you something. For, for a rookie like me to say, you know what, I would have to think about it. You tell me right now, hey, Daryl, I need you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. at Vegas. Right now at, what is it, 11 o'clock. It might be impossible for me to make it, but I'm going to give you, hell yeah, I'll be there. 6 a.m. tomorrow morning for... If none of this was happening, I will be there.
0: We're at 11.52 Central Time. We're almost at midnight.
2: Yeah. If that... Yeah, well, and that should tell you something. When a rookie that's trying to get into the game, you know, and something that he's been dreaming of do, about doing, you know, for how... As long as he can remember. For him to hesitate and be like, hmm, I don't know. That should tell you something.
0: Exactly. And... It's it's so weird. Cause this is like the land of the unknown. It's like, what do you do? What's like the right thing, what's the wrong thing? And like my three-year-old plus this kid. <laughs> We're just sitting there. I'll read you the quote, because it was my wife put it on Facebook. I'll read it too. It, it it was like the most Damning thing. It was so funny. I'm like, mind you, this kid is three, but he's like three going on 33. So we're <laughs> sitting there. He says this to us. This was I should. He said this before WrestleMania on Sunday. Goes to goes to my wife. He goes, "Mommy, the news says we have to stay home, stay at home forever." It's like what? <laughs> We watch the news at like, we watch WGN at like, I'm like, whenever they get up to watch the whole like morning news, we'll watch at five and then we'll watch at like nine and then we'll watch whatever after that. And I'm like, he's three. When you've got a three-year-old saying this, it's like, okay, he keeps hearing it on the news. Or, like, where me and my wife are talking about it. And it's, like, if you got, like, you're thinking about it as a rookie in the game. I got a three-year-old. <laughs> very impressionable, says it. and It's, like, kind of, like, it puts it in perspective a little bit. Where it's, like, let's just relax. Yeah, it sucks. No one likes being at home. You, you want to be out. You don't want to be working from home. I imagine. Someday you want to work from home. But, like. Right now, like you're trying to get established. It's like you gotta work from home and how do you like working at home?
2: Um pros and cons. It's good because I'm working from home. I get to wake up literally like twenty minutes before, work, take a shower and come here. Now, get the bowl of cereal and just eat. Are you
0: working in your underwear? No. Are you working in pajama pants?
2: No, shorts.
0: Athletic shorts. Yeah. Good man.
2: Athletic shorts, just
0: you're learning well, Mike.
2: I, ha- yeah, I gotta, you know, it can't be too hot in here, but at the same time, I gotta be comfortable.
0: Before the weather took a downturn, I worked in shorts the last few days. I worked in the Under Armour, Under Armour shorts, and then, but it's usually, and i told you this: pajama pants. You can't, you can't beat the pajama, pajama pants, the hoodie. There's times I'll listen. I hoodie. let.
2: I live on the third floor, and it's like Ooh. the gates of hell up here. It's really hot. All the heat from the first and second floor come up here, and it's Ooh. it's insane. Like anytime there's like 30 degree weather out, I need the window in the bedroom, and I'm praying to God, thank you. So for are this you op- awesome sleeping room about that? So are
0: you opening the fan? Are you guy that likes to sleep with the fan?
2: Yeah, I always girl- sleep with the fan them. on. I have to. Wow.
0: What does the girlfriend
2: think? It could. <laughs> Nothing, because I'm blocking the fan. <laughs> I'm a big guy. She doesn't get any of that air.
0: That's terrible. You're that selfish?
2: She. Hey, I asked her. I'm like, hey, do you want... I actually turned the fan to a point where it only hits me.
0: Oh, you don't have a ceiling fan?
2: No, 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 no. Box it's fan. one of those fans that fan. on the side.
0: Oh, yeah. I... Oh, what's the word for that? Crap. Escalating... I think that's what it's called, something. But fans, correct us. If, correct me if I'm wrong. It like moves like side to side, or you can like have it to where it stays in one position.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have it staying in one position. I just push a button down, and then you it just stays on my selfish face.
0: Selfish s o b. It
2: doesn't. It doesn't get her at any point.
0: If she not I always me, ask
2: her. I'm like, hey, do you mind? If you do, tell me. I will turn it off
0: now. And this is important stuff here, ladies and gentlemen
2: do you depends on you, who you ask
0: see <laughs> this is fascinating this is more exciting to talk about fights now are you the guy that has the fan on and window closed or window open fan on like what's right of the now fans, in general not just now but in in general
2: hmm Depending on the weather, if it's under fifty degrees, fan on, window open, and then okay. fan on, window closed because I got the AC on. Oh, so you in the like, summer? So you
0: like the fan with the AC?
2: Yep. Okay. I like being the cold man, and the fan. It's gotten to the point where I slept. I sleep every night with the fan on, and the noise itself, like itself, helps, helps, helps with- me sleep because see, you get used to it. See,
0: my wife's like that. I hate that. When I before like we got together, I was fan on window closed. I I hate noise. I don't like loudness. I don't like hearing what the world is doing outside. I don't want to hear cars and other airplanes. I don't want to hear crap. We get to start living together, and she likes a lot. The window's open and the fan's on, and even when the AC's on, the fan is on. And I'm like, the other night she had the window open. I'm like, I went in the room, and I'm like, I'm like it's only going to be like 50 degrees. Oh, well, you know, that's warm. I closed that crap up, Daryl. Closed <laughs> it up. She didn't say a word. She like, we got up in the morning, and she's like, close that window? I'm like, yeah. Fifty degrees when this ain't summertime.
2: Favorite. We had that. We yeah, had that whatever. window open at thirty-two degrees. We didn't care.
0: Me and you would not jive in the. Would not jive in that situation. We jive on other things.
2: She it's like say, hibernating, man. The big bear. The big bear needs cold in order to sleep.
0: You know, what? I'm gonna call you then on the big bear.
2: Big, oh big, shit! Big Bear Rivera. <laughs> I
0: love it. That is your name, Big Bear. i Where's my pen?
2: <laughs> you got to write it down?
0: Oh, dude. You got to remember this. As journalists, and you, everyone will understand this, always write shit down. Sorry for my language. Big Bear.
2: At this uh, point, I think we threw the language barrier out the window.
0: And I, I wrote it down so you can see. Big Bear Rivera. <laughs> hey, University
2: of Chicago Medicine.
0: Hey, they help pay my bills, man. I freaking love University of Chicago Medical Center. But we'll get back to I wanted to get and we'll end with this because I didn't realize we are long here. Um, I want to discuss how this intertwines. You look at the fact that ESPN and Disney got involved and po- got and put their foot down and told the UFC, told Dana White, you have to stand down here and postpone the shows indefinitely. Can do you see Fox? And NBC Universal doing that with WWE. And do you see Turner Sports doing the same thing to AEW, even though AEW already has shows filmed through May, through like the middle of May?
2: It's tough to it's tough to answer because Vince McMahon like, saying no to Vince is like saying no to the most spoiled child you've ever met. You can't say no to Vince. Because he will, he will take his ball and go home. And wow. I feel, I feel wow. like Fox, USA, all these networks—they're afraid of losing that. Because Vince knows that if he takes WWE to the open market, he can get any deal he wanted.
0: But see, this is where I disagree with you. They're under contracts.
2: At the same time, though,
0: there's no you got to. just like ESPN. Disney has a contract with the UFC. Fox has a deal with WWE for SmackDown for five years. Doesn't end till twenty twenty four. Same thing with NBC Universal for Raw and NXT. So it's kinda like there's nothing Vince can't go window shop. He can't go network shopping. These are these are the guys you're sleeping with for another four and a half years.
2: Then at that point, do you blame Vince for keeping the shows going or do you blame oh, NBC universal and Fox?
0: That's a great question.
2: Cause at I that worry. point, the networks, they can step in yeah. and put their foot down and be like, Hey Vince, you got to shut down. Cause you know, this whole pandemic crisis is getting out of hand. Cause they know that more than, and the rule is 10 people more than it takes more than 10 people to run a show. A simple WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Or the Monday Night Raw that we saw on Monday. It, it takes more than 10 people to run.
0: You know, they're supposed to be taping starting tomorrow.
2: Hey, Which apparently they're in lockdown. Where are they going to tape taping Flo- it? That island that don't wipe up In bought?
0: Florida. And this is like, they're... And this is why... This was brought up this evening, like late this afternoon. This was brought up, and this is why when I texted you, I'm like, "Hey, let's let's really think about this and let's talk about it because this it's a big deal because there's no reason for this to be going on. It's Vince McMahon. Should NBC, Universal, and Fox step up? Follow. It's okay to follow in this situation because it's the right thing to do. You've had talent go home situation went, Miz, your biggest, your, the guy you promote as your biggest full-time star said, I'm out, bye-bye, see you later in Roman Reigns. You had Miz sick, Dana Brooke, uh, Rey Mysterio, You're, you know, and then you got your biggest star in Roman Reigns and going home because, you know, his immune, it's got a lower immune system, so it's like, aren't we using common sense? I get Vince is stubborn, the whole show almost gone. Hell, he had his own talent died on the night of a show and still went on, which was utterly ridiculous. Twice. And no, just once. Just once. The thing with Owen. There's it's the only time that's happened during a live show.
2: Um, oh, live show, okay. Um I thought you meant like the day like no, the day no, after no, no, or something no, like that. No, no, no.
0: Um Gotta. He's not going to do it. He's made that abundantly clear. Now you got Money in the Bank, the arena Royal.
2: uh, I think it's a Baltimore
0: Royal Bank Farm or Royal State Farm Arena out in Baltimore. Said they're not going to be holding the show, Money in the Bank on uh, May May the tenth. May tenth. Yeah. I've reached out to WWE. Have not responded. I will reach out to Ken tomorrow morning and see if I can get a response on what they're going to do about that show. But NBC Universal and Fox here need to clamp the hammer and be listen, stop endangering talent's lives here. Let's just stop. Listen, stay at home orders. Lieutenant, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, he got late to the draw on this situation and shutting it down, shutting the state down, but he finally did it. He got a little... He was trying to be, a, he was trying to be like Dana White. <laughs> he finally saw some common sense and he shut Florida down. Does, if he's not going to listen to that, they should step in. I hope they do. Because you got to look out for the safety of others. There's no reason to be holding... And I get it. We love wrestling. We love MMA. We love boxing. Let's use some damn discretion here. Will they do it? If they have, maybe they've done it. I don't know. It's Maybe they do it tomorrow. I hope they do it, though. I hope Turner yeah. does it. I hope AEW's taped enough or I don't think they're going to shut down because it's all taped. Talent's all at home. The talent's going nowhere, which I thought was Tony Khan was a little late to the game, too, and I was critical of Tony. And AEW wasn't happy about it. But you gotta call it like you see it. You gotta be objective. AEW fumbled at the at the step a little bit too, but AEW figured it out. And Tony Khan's new to the game. He figured it out. They filmed enough. They're good through through May. Vince McMahon wants to do live shows and doesn't give a you know what? And so let's hope NBC Universal and Fox are like hey. Let's. you gotta know they, I, they have enough for over 300 years from what I was told they're yep. good they're good air old shows, air old Raw, classic Raws, classic Smackdowns classic pay-per-views, classic matches there's no shortage of content where AEW still light on content WWE is very heavy on content. So let's hope discretion is the better part of value, or hopefully something gets done about that. Because now I'm telling you right now, the mainstream media is going to target WWE next. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say it. I've tried to warn people there. So have other people. As of right now, they're not listening. And their show is going on, which is quite unfortunate.
2: And it's unfortunate because it, – and if you see it from just a fan, like a fan's perspective that does want to see the shows, it's affecting the shows. You can't sit here and tell me, you know what, even though through this crisis we were having good shows because it's a lie. Sunday night WrestleMania, you that's a night fans in the stadium. And CM Punk said it, said it best. I saw a quote from him earlier today on Twitter where he was saying, you can have no fans and." in like the NHL and football and basketball because they're games. WWE, you need the fans because they're basically they're the bosses in all of it. Because they dictate where they go and what general direction. But Suman himself says it. He's like, hey, you you're not connected with the fans, you're not gonna you're not gonna get pushed. And it's affecting because Monday night, raw after mania. It's kind of like a little paper, a free pay-per-view in itself. Hey, Everybody it like, loves the Monday After Mania. Did that feel like a Monday After Mania or just felt like a regular house like, show? It felt like, huh?
0: it Felt like a house show.
2: Exactly. And all these shows, I felt like a house show. WrestleMania itself felt like a glorified anniversary show for Monday Night Raw. And honestly, it first night was great. Because I, I enjoyed every single match on, on, uh, on Saturday. Second night, I was on the Firefly Funhouse. Every other match needed that fan aspect. They could have waited until June. They could have just pulled the plug say, said, listen, we're not going to endanger talent by this. We're, we're going to send them all home. And that's it. They would have gained a lot of good PR because it's common sense. You're protecting your superstars over that. The fear of like bad publicity because of that, it's non-existent. Everybody understands what's going on in the world. And the fact that you keep strutting out your talent out there, getting exposed like The Miz, Rey Mysterio, Dana Brooke, uh, Roman Reigns. You expose them to this, then now they're sick. And they could have, because Rey Mysterio has been working with Angel Garza, Andrade, um, Carrillo. Cur- Cur- no, yeah, all these guys, they work closely with Mysterio. All the people that they work with backstage, the writers, the producers, the even the the people that make the wardrobes and everything, all of them are close contact. Yeah. This is affecting not only the talent but also the backstage people that make the show happen. A lot of people forget about those guys. They do. That that truck alone has about twenty people in that one truck. Somebody's doing all those camera cuts.
0: <laughs> you know, it's one of these. Like, they were doing. And I WWE, they were being. On some stuff, they were being cautious about, like, sanitizing and the social distancing and keeping people, like, away from each other. Not having. They they misstepped on a couple times on people in the room, in the same room and everything. But you weren't testing people. You're not testing people. You're doing a temperature check, but. I mean, it's. That's nothing. Yeah. It's know honestly. But the, you could say, okay, they're at least doing that, which you, I do give them credit for because they didn't even have to do that. But they weren't doing enough. And it's the risk isn't worth the reward in this situation. You're talking about, like, Sunday for WrestleMania. Yeah, that could have used fans. You're talking about the Raw after. And, and that was a hard watch. I watched it live. It was rough. <laughs> I drank a lot of Guinness that night. Guinness, hit me. Steve Milhouse on yahoo.com. Hit me. <laughs> but it was rough. And then, you know, I watched all of NXT this time. It was a good show. It was a little rough at times, especially in the main event. The way it was shot was cool, but it was still, it was a hard watch. I watched AEW today. Not bad, but it, even that got rough at certain points. It's hard to have, like you said, like and like Punk said, it's, you can't, you can do hockey, you can do NBA, you can do Major League Baseball without fans. Like, you, pro wrestling, you feed off the fans. MMA, you feed off the fans. Boxing, you feed off... You know, the fans watching at home feed off the fans. fighters feed off the fans. That's why boxing's doing it smart. Boxing was ahead of the curve. Bellator was ahead of the curve. It's time for everyone. One championship now is... Not having shows at least until May, which was smart of them to do. No New Japan Pro Wrestling. Very smart. You know, all the British, English wrestling promotions. Nothing. You got Cage Warriors trying to be Dana White. I think that's going to get shut down too. Pray to God. What if Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Britain, dies? are you going to hold shows when the Prime Minister dies? Get out of here. And hopefully Boris nope. Johnson's okay. Because Boris Johnson's a cool looking dude. I, I got I got mad. I'm not getting political, but just looking at Boris Johnson, he looks like a cool cat. You don't want no one to die anyway. And I hope Boris Johnson's going to be okay. So it's like, let's use some discretion. Wrestling's not going anywhere. MMA's not going anywhere. Boxing's going nowhere. It's all going to come back, Darryl. it's yep. I mean, Baseball's going to come back. NBA's going to come back. NHL, MLS, the NFL's going to – and it's like – College football, college basketball. If the NCAA is willing to forego a payment of $932 million, I think we can live without some fights and some pro wrestling. It's what you got the network for, Fight Pass, ESPN Plus. It's what you got, The Zone. You got all these great streaming services with a ton of great fights. Let's just
2: enjoy ourselves. You have, exactly, you have the history every yeah, every company has the history. Use that. People want to know where all this generated from. Because WWE, at some point, was a territorial. How did it get to, you know, the worldwide company that it is now? Like, if well, there's a lot of people on Twitter, who are like, "Well, then, what am I gonna watch on Saturday?" It's
0: like spend some time Go with your family. Go on YouTube. Spend some time yeah. with your family.
2: Spend some time with your family, and if you don't want to spend time with your family. Go on YouTube. Look up Ultra Clash '93 or November to Remember of '94. One of those two.
0: I'm gonna watch it. Not this weekend because I'm gonna spend. It's Easter weekend. I'm gonna spend time with my family. I'm gonna watch that Monday. Ultra Clash '93.
2: I'm gonna watch it when I'm gonna
0: watch it. I'm gonna turn it on my TV in my in my basement. I'm actually gonna work. I'm gonna not work in my office. I'm gonna work in my chair. I have in my in my basement. I'm gonna watch Ultra Clash '93.
2: I, I wrote up a like a recap just to practice. I'll send it over to you. Let yeah, me know what it, you think. Send it over. Oh, yeah. And just letting you know the scaffold place. match and the main event are the only good oh, good no, watches no, no, of that ruin, night. Everything no, else was just don't
0: don't ruin it like Christmas. Like my parents ruined Christmas for me when
2: I was like ten. I'm not giving you any details. The only don't thing
0: ruin it for me. Don't
2: Miguelito Paris, by the way, Puerto Rican. Mass dude. You're risking your job right now. <laughs> you're risking being the co-host just of the soon-to-be watch, highly watch successful. Watch the main boss. event. Main event was pretty good. God,
0: we're going to have to get rid of this guy. And I like him. <laughs> it's like my three-year-old doesn't listen. I say don't spoil for me like my parents spoiled Santa Claus. And you're just going to ruin it for me.
2: Did I say anything? How
0: dare you? Oh, the main event's really good.
2: And, uh, well, yeah, other than that. Really
0: cage match is really good.
2: What cage match?
0: I thought you said cage match. No.
2: It was a scaffold match.
0: Scaffold match. I do like me a good scaffold match. I think a Brian, when ECW would show their highlight package, Brian Lee chokeslamming Tommy Dreamer through like four or four, five tables was freaking great. And I love Dreamer. And I've never, I talked to him one time, and I wish I would have asked him that. Because that spot, every time I look at that highlight package, I think a Dreamer just tumbling down, going through all, the fact that you were able to get all those tables aligned together perfectly for him to go through all those tables, and he made it out alive—that's how great Tommy Tommy Dreamer's a master. He's.
2: Fantastic. I remember. I remember when I was—I think I was nine or ten years old.
0: Now I'm old. The, I'm old. You say when I was nine.
2: Well, just listen to this. The ECW had this DVD. ECW's bloodiest matches or most violent matches. Okay. And I was watching this DVD when I was you know, a little kid, and this is what got me hooked into this whole ECW thing. Um, I remember, I think it was Public Enemy. They were in the middle of the ring. It just got beat. And don't know where Terry Funk and Foley leave the ring. And the fans got so pissed, they started throwing every single chair in the stadium onto the thing. <laughs> and you just see Public Enemy just lying there, getting chair after chair after chair after chair, Literally landing on them. You ever seen that? I <laughs> have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. Watch that that
0: I, I may watch that when we're done.
2: Watch that, and then watch Terry Funk versus Sabu in a barbed wire match. Oh, that I have watched.
0: They've done a couple of barbed wire matches actually.
2: Yeah, Sabu. I think it was Sabu, Funk, and Shane Douglas were in the first one. Very, was,
0: very underrated. I, I know Shane Douglas gets. A lot of heat, but I was a Shane Douglas guy for a while.
2: Shane Douglas wasn't bad. He, I remember, he had a cup of coffee in Puerto Rico in IWA. Really? That was my first uh, exposure of him.
0: Huh. I'm gonna have to, hmm, I'm gonna have to Google Shane Douglas and Puerto Rico. But, but no, at the end of the day, hopefully, UFC. Ultimately, at the end of the day, no events till further notice. Who knows when the UFC is going to come back. And you look at they hit shows. Scheduled for UFC 249. They were going to. The 25th. They were going to go to May 9th. For UFC 250. So indefinitely. So who knows when the UFC is coming back. If I had to make a prediction. I think we see UFC 250. I, I don't know why. Dana White's got this thing of like. I have to be first. Hopefully, the world, the country is to a point to where we can have something soon. baseball, MLB is trying to get something started, but I, and everything they want to get started, spring training, holding, having like a training camp for like a month in the month of May, and then
2: exclusively in and Arizona then begin, too. then
0: begin in June in Arizona for the rest of the season. So we'll see what happens with that. We want to see fights, but if my heart of hearts... I think the beginning of June. I think it's when we start seeing fights. We'll see boxing. We'll start seeing MMA, and then I think wrestling. I don't know. I'm I'm praying to God, Vince McMahon, NBC Universal, and the executive executives at Fox kind of drop the hammer and be like, "Let's use some discretion here. Let's let's knock it off. Let's stop the pendulum child act, and let's start acting our ages here, and let's start looking out for the safety of others." Because right now they're not doing it. And they can say what they want, but they're really not doing it. But any final words, Mr. Bavaria, before we sign off on this beautiful now Friday morning?
2: I mean, other than what I've already said, if you got nothing to watch go, watch, go watch the history of the UFC, history of Bellator. I've got every single show lined up. If you need a list, hit me up on Twitter. I will give you the list. I'll send you a screenshot of it so you have some entertainment to okay, watch. Okay,
0: what is your Twitter?
2: For the, for the uh, Twitter know. is, and I'll repeat it I, The first time I said this uh, Keep It's a long one It's at D-Y Boricua Which is B-O-R-I-C-U-A 21
0: Baricua, so, Marlena, It sorry.
2: doesn't get us more Puerto Rican than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's at D-Y Boricua 21 Boricua spelled B-O-R-I-C-U-A He's a handsome man, ladies and
0: gentlemen He is Probably what the you are handsome. Let's see. You got the date. You got the look at that. He's got showing the guns tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Got
2: to gotta him. let the puppies breathe, man.
0: You had I hope you. <laughs> I hope you don't have puppies. That's <laughs> a totally different conversation. If you had puppies, you know what? That's okay. I'd embrace it. You got to embrace. It. I'm a big believer of. If you want to be that way, I'd be cool with that. You want to do it? Go ahead.
2: (laughs) This conversation went an entirely different direction. It
0: it sure did. But no, you can find me on Twitter at S. Muehlhausen, J-R-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N-J-R. Find the podcast. Find the Walkway to Fight Club. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Walkway to Fight Club. Find us on Twitter at Walkway Fight. I hate Instagram, so there is no Instagram. Download, subscribe, rate. Review on Apple, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, and all your other favorite podcasting platforms. We will end our version of this podcast. We will be back. I'm looking like money because, like I told you earlier, my schedule is going to be opening up now.
2: I don't know why. No fights.
0: No fights. We got no fights going on. But we'll figure out something to talk about sometime next week. But rate – review, download, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all your other favorite podcasting platforms. Coming up, we're going to air, we'll have the, at the back end here, our the interviews with ba- the SmackDown. <laughs> Let me start that one more time. We will have air our interviews with the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley, and Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. For D.Y. Rivera, I'm Steve Mielhausen. We'll see you next week. Complain, and i want to get this out of the way this was a question my wife had and i and i love we were talking about this this morning and she wants to know how you like the haircut because we went to a show about a year ago and you had a totally different hairstyle so she's like what went behind the process of the new haircut um well i
3: I guess initially i had to just cut away all the old old life i was living in uh, my old ways so that was kind of like the symbolic thought behind it. But honestly, uh, the night that I came out with short hair, I had just done it that morning or that that afternoon actually in the arena. And um, my awesome makeup artist that works with WWE, her name's Jackie. She's also a hairstylist, so she did the idea, and I matched my idea. And uh, we went with it, and I feel like every time she cuts it for me, we just keep going shorter, because I'm just like, you know what, screw it, let's try it. Um, So I'm just in that stage of trying different things, and I, I love it. At first, I was in shock, but now I love it, especially because I don't have to use as much shampoo or conditioner, and I'm not forever on the hair straightener or the
0: hair dryer. Now, I know for men, it's... I know for me, it's... I shave my head about every week, and then call it a day. So for women... It's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult. You feel like you, you have like a sense of entitlement, like you own the hair because it's a reflection of you. How long did it take you to get over the fact, not get over it, but how long did it take you to accept what you had done? Um, <laughs> that whole day when
3: I first cut it, I was so shocked shock and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> what did I just do? Um, uh, I actually had to go see Vince to show him my hair. Um, and once he saw it and he was like, oh, I love it. It looks awesome. Then that kind of, like, you know, calmed me down a little bit. Uh, But then I also had to come home to my fiancé, who loves long hair, and he was like, oh, no, I like it. It looks good. And I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better about it. So I would say it took, like, four days to where I was, like, um, happy with the choice that I made. And now I'm just like, yeah, it's awesome. I don't have to do
0: anything to it. Now what what if your boyfriend, your fiancé, and Vince McMahon, what if they were like, I don't like it, what do you do?
3: Yeah, I feel so self-conscious about it, but I
1: mean,
3: <laughs> uh, luckily my hair grows extremely fast, like everybody always, all the girls, all the makeup ladies, they're always like, God, how does your hair grow so fast, like, they're all so jealous of it, I guess it's my Mexicanness. it's it's like thick hair, um, so I guess it would just grow back fast, but um, I uh, luckily everybody, even if they're lying, was very complimented about it.
0: Now, it's a reflection, you know, I always, th- seeing it in a reflection of the new changing character for you, and how long did it take you, because you were always known as the bubbly baby face, he had the grand entrance, and how long did it take you, just on a personal level, to go from one side of the spectrum to the other, to the other side? Uh, I'm still learning right now, like,
3: man, I, um, when I first... When I first realized I was going to be doing this, it was—I uh, was so happy. I was like, "Man, this is um, a challenge I've always wanted to do, and I always felt like I'd be good at, it and I could um, maybe do even better than the other character." So I was really excited, and then once I started going on it, I was like, oh, dude, this is so hard. This is not what I expected it to be. I have to be even more, and I have to learn even more, and I have to um, just go about it a totally different way, go about my matches a totally different way. So I am still learning to this day, like I'm watching WrestleMania back right now, just to kind of watch myself and see what I don't like and see what I liked about what I was doing and my demeanor and everything
0: have you talked to anybody on, on how to, have you taken tips from anybody or are you just trying to really, just trying to feel it out on your own and make, and go with your own gut decisions? Uh, at first,
3: yeah, I was just kind of doing my own thing just to, um, see how I would approach matches and see how I go about it. And once I kind of got the hang of like, okay, this is how I'm going to be handling my matches. Then I would start asking, some opinions just to see what their thought, like, um, Roman always watches the shows when we're at live events, so I would ask Roman, and he, you know, he would compliment certain things, um, he's like, yeah, the way you're doing this, perfect, it's awesome, and then he would tell me some things to work on, and I went out of my way to also ask uh, Daniel Bryan when we were on a tour one time, because he was the same way, you know, he, he went from, being the lovable guy and, you know, the guy that everybody was cheering for to the guy that turned his back on everybody. So I kind of wanted to get his take on um, what was difficult for him, and he helped me out a lot just as far as, like, where to step up my aggressiveness and everything. So those two guys um, stand out
0: for sure. You know, watching you, and not not even just last night, we'll talk about last night in a second, but it just seems like watching you each week, it seems like you're just having more fun than you were even, say, 12 months ago. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say so.
3: Um, You know, when I I was like, you you know, like you said a year ago, I was at that point doing the same thing for six or seven years. So it kind of just became, you know, natural, and it kind of just became the same old thing. Like I knew what was going to get a reaction. I knew how I wanted to react to my opponent, things like that. Um, and now I'm at a point where everything's still new to me and, uh, I'm still learning what works and, um, I think that's it. It's kind of like, and I'm literally just learning all over again. So it's like I started over and I think that's where, um, you know, it's like I'm 18 again, just like, man, this is the best thing ever. So <laughs> I, I think that really is what's coming through.
0: How big of a part has Sasha played? Just because... She's been able to go back and forth, and she's done it really well. How much of an? In, how much have you picked her brain on? Just like, okay, how did you go about it, and have you tried to implement any of the things she said to say? She,
3: I mean, she's obviously a big part of my my whole life, and especially in wrestling. So um, we talk about it all the time, and we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, but I think uh, when it comes to, like, we're such different people in the ring and we're such different wrestlers and different characters um, I maybe kind of watch how she turns it up in the ring or how she you know changes a gear in the ring but when it comes to like the character stuff i think i've more so just been reacting off of her rather than you know how would you do this it's more so we just play off each other and i think that's um how i'm learning not necessarily asking questions but
0: just reacting off of her who was your favorite heel in pro wrestling when you were growing up? I um,
3: think that's hard. I, it's kind of hard. I mean, right off the bat, I think of Eddie Guerrero, just because he was uh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero in WCW, because he would come out so miserable with his hair soaking wet, like he didn't want to be there. Um, and that was what always stood out to me. And I was like, if I ever get the chance, I want to be like that. Um, but then you know, of course, at WWE when he was just that hilarious, hilarious hill that everybody fell in love with. So little parts of that too.
0: But I, when I was a fan, I freaking loved everybody. So I didn't care what WWE <laughs> played on. I was just like, <laughs> I love wrestling and I love WWE. Now, why wrestling? You know, you you, you know, girls you know are it's doing Barbies and playing dolls and you know, playing different, different sports, what was it about professional wrestling that drew you to the television set?
3: Uh, well, Macho Man is what drew me to the the TV, like, my brother and my, um, my dad would watch wrestling here, and more so my dad, and the first time I saw Macho Man, I was just passing through the living room, and I saw him on the TV, I was like, oh, that guy's cool, I think it may have been, like, the first time that I realized, or maybe seen somebody's entrance or something, um, you know, the actual in-ring stuff never really caught my attention until I saw an entrance with Macho Man and all his tassels and how, you know, he his energy just, like, sucked me into the TV. So it was more so that. And then once I started watching it, was more like when I saw it live for the first time, I was, I was just so blown away that these were real people. Like, these were humans doing all these things in the ring. And that's when it was really, like oh, God, I think I want to do this. And I don't know how, but it's the
0: coolest thing. How do you think you would have fared in that day of age compared to right now? Oh,
3: man, I don't know. Would I have been, like, a valet or something? Because like, I definitely can't do that. <laughs> I would <laughs> not be able to do that. Um, but I would,
0: if I would still had like, the same mindset that I do right now, I would. I would hope to say that I would still be the best and a champion. Uh, you said earlier you were you were rewatching the show and it was just it, it, the show went on and you know it was good to see entertainment and you know, like you know, the company's been saying put smiles on people's faces and provide an escape for what's going on in the world right now. What was that like for you just to do something so unique and something that's never been done before? It was it was crazy, but in, in the best way. The first um,
3: few Smackdowns that we did, uh, we were in the first. Me and Sasha were in the first tag match, or the actual match that you know aired in front of nobody. Um, so the whole like every single day we were doing it, like man, this is crazy. What? Are, how are we going to do this? This match with nobody there. How are we going to do this promo with nobody there? Like who do we talk to? Where do we direct our attention? So it was always um, just the craziest feeling going out there, but. I would say it was um, such a huge learning experience, and now if anybody ever asks us, can you
1: go to instead
3: in front of nobody, we're like, yeah, we can do it, we've done it a million times. So <laughs> um, I think um, it, was, it turned out to be such a cool experience, and um, knowing that you can pull that off, and pulled off WrestleMania, Like, it was something that I was looking forward to all week. I was doing nothing all day at home and just doing my routine, but this was something for me that I was, like, it felt like a party. So, uh, I don't know. Looking back on it, I'm like, man, that was crazy. But we all really pulled together to do it and know that, like, guys like Cena and Bray and Orton and Edge were doing the same thing we were. That really made me, like, feel proud.
0: What did you make of John Cena and Bray Wyatt? Because that was that was quite amazing.
3: It was so so amazing. Um, so like I didn't know what to expect after Taker and AJ, of course, but when I watched them, it really took me back as a fan. Like every single, they went through all these different eras and all these different character changes were like, Oh, I remember when he did that. I remember when he said that. And just all the little like callbacks and things like that was so special as a fan. So just watching these two guys, especially Bray, he's like one of the first guys that I met when I
0: first got signed. And then to see him doing something like this. So it's just definitely not out of the ordinary because he's always been amazing. But, um, it was really cool to see um, WWE pull something off like that. Now, looking at your match from like, that took place last night, how would you assess the match? How would you assess your performance?
3: Um, I would give myself an A plus plus.
0: Damn right. I would give Sasha an A
3: plus. You know, uh, for honestly, for a match that was just announced two weeks before WrestleMania, and uh, it changed like couple times you haven't seen tamina in forever and she was in there being dominant this was Lacey's first wrestlemania um the last time naomi was in orlando for wrestlemania she won the title so i think it had so many different factors and i was uh, really proud watching it back and
0: i think everybody had strong performances but sasha and i had the best how can you give sasha an a you won she lost. Yeah, I. I but her and I
3: are at the same level. Like, it doesn't sure. matter if you won and I lost or vice versa, or like that. But, but, you know, we're the same
0: person, so we, we both get an A. You know, a lot of people want to see you and Sasha in the ring. They want to see you guys one-on-one on the main roster. The match I take Takeover a few years back was so amazing in Brooklyn. And I remember being there I was like, wow. And people want to see that now. What would it mean to you? Professionally and personally to have that long program with Sasha on the main roster fighting over a belt um it's
3: something that i've always dreamed about especially after takeover that you know five years ago or whatever um that was supposed to be our first match and i was like oh my god when are we ever gonna get to do this again i'm gonna miss her so much she's my favorite person to be in the ring with um but you know luckily throughout my time on raw and smackdown i've been able to literally share every wrestlemania with her almost every pay-per-view we've been tag team champions uh we've we've fought each other so like i'm so grateful that we're doing stuff together every single year it feels like but um that's definitely something i would love to do again before we both retire someday so if it has to happen i would love for it to happen uh with her
0: and we'll end with this and what can fans expect next bailey because smackdown's on friday night what what can we expect from you coming up this friday
3: I mean, I've been calling for a Bailey Bration ever since Saudi Arabia and my big win there.
0: So I'm hoping that we can have a big celebration for me because uh, I deserve it, and um, I'm the best. You are the best. You do deserve it. Your title reign has been fantastic. And thank you for the time, Bailey. It's definitely been my pleasure, and great match at WrestleMania, and we'll see you on Friday night. All right. Thanks so much. Tell your wife I said hello. I will. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Hey Steve, how you doing, man? I can't complain, you know. I'm in my house and, and I'm in Chicago. And Johnny, we have no rain today, and it's 75 degrees. And when I'm done, I'm gonna after self quarantining, I'm gonna go outside. There you go, 75 degrees in Chicago. Wow, I'm from Cleveland, so that's, that's similar weather. Ooh, nice. Now see, you know this as a Midwest guy, we don't get yeah. we we don't get 70 degree weather, Johnny, in the beginning of April.
1: 75 degrees, that's shocking, because Cleveland, I don't think it's, I don't think
0: it's close to 75 today, so. And the cool part is, and I was watching the news this morning, we got 71 tomorrow too, so back to back days, but then we get disappointed, Johnny, it's back to like 40s and 50s. That's
1: the life of a Midwestern, man.
0: You know, I, you just, it's one of those things where you just get used to. It. It's just like the norm. It isn't like, oh, well, well, you know, I'm, I am can go to California or fl- where, you, where the PC is at in Florida where you can get constantly 70 and 80 degree weather. I know. That's where I'm at right now is I'm in Florida. So um, I'm used to the, the 70 degrees and whatnot every day. But, like, it's
1: a different kind of humid, though. It's just when I go back to Cleveland, I, it gives me life. Like, the cold <laughs> gives me life sometimes. I need it for my – it re-energizes me.
0: Now, the most important question you will get in this media tour: Are you a an Indians and Browns fan?
1: Of course, I am.
0: Oh. Diehard,
1: diehard Indian and Browns fan. Oh.
0: Well, I guess we can cut off the interview, man. I love the A, I love the White Sox, and B, I love the Bears. Well, that, that's,
1: a, that's a different story. So we're gonna get into the White Sox Indians feud. I say, if you're from Chicago, though, the Cubs, I have more of a beef with the Cubs after whatever in the World Series. So.
0: That's a little differently. You know what, Johnny? My wife is diehard Cubs, and I rooted so hard for the Indians in the World Series. It, Did it you? was it I was. it wow. was, Johnny, it was so painful to have to. And I love my wife; she's absolutely fantastic. But <laughs> watching the watching the Cubs win the World Series, it was so depressing. It was it was one of yeah, those things. Tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. I've lived my whole life
1: waiting to see the Indians World Series. Oh. and. Alas, here we are. Well, luckily, my wife, is a. Uh, she's from California, but she didn't really have a team, so when we moved to Cleveland, she said she she really likes to root for the underdogs. And I said, thank God, because if you like rooting for underdogs, Cleveland is your city. <laughs> <laughs> so we every year. So, definitely underdog. So, you,
0: know, you look at that, and it related to your career, and I remember seeing you before you were even signed full-time to NXT, and you were at here in Chicago, and... You know, just what did you ever expect in that time frame when it was around like 2016-ish that now you would be quite arguably the one of the best wrestlers in the world, competing in one of the top promote, in in, in in no doubt the top promotion in all of wrestling. Man, like it's, it's so hard
1: to answer that because like I I am such a like I grew up a fat kid I grew up with horrible self esteem issues. So, like, I always believed in my own abilities, and I think you kind of have to believe in your own abilities. But for me, I was always just such a competitor. I am ultra competitive. I, I need to win and I need to do good and I need to make people happy and I need to put smiles on faces and I need to just like do whatever I can to make that happen to be the best uh, so no matter how I feel about myself like I said I hate watching my own matches I, I hate my own work uh, but as long as other people enjoy it and other people are saying good things about it that's, that's great that's all that matters to me uh, so to for me to look back in that time period this was always my goal, obviously. My, my, I mean, you grew up a wrestling command. Your goal is obviously be in WWE and be, be wrestling at a top level. Um, but did I, did I imagine this would happen? No. I, I, I always wanted it to happen. I always believed it would happen. But could I have predicted it? Absolutely not. But I think that's what makes me and Tommaso who we are. Tommaso is also an uber-competitor, ultra-competitive. So when you have two guys who are ultra-competitive going out there against each other, you get nothing but the best because we both want to produce the best possible outcome. Uh, so I think that's why our feud, our angle, our matches, I think that's why people talk about them so much is because of our competitive nature.
0: What's the last match of yours that you watched?
1: The last match of mine that I watched? Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to say... Whew, man. I honestly don't even remember. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> so... I, in full, the last match I've watched of mine in full is probably when I won the title from Adam Cole in the two out of three falls match at TakeOver New York, just because my little nephew had his favorite match, and he wanted to watch it with me, so I, I watched it with him, and he has, he watches it like continually all the time, uh, so I, I watched it with him a bunch, uh, that's the last one I've watched in full. The other ones I've seen maybe on, like, in, like, GIFs or in, like, quick little video form. If I, like, scroll through my feed and I see, like, a WWE GIF or something like that, I'll watch that. Uh, like, okay, that look cool, cool. That looked good, cool. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, like, no, I haven't. I haven't watched full ones of mine in a while.
0: Now, you know, you were talking about you and Tommaso earlier, and it's, it's when you two are together... Going one on one, or even whether it's in a match or in a segment, it's just—it's pure magic. What is it about you two that make that makes everything so special every time you guys are in the same room with each other?
1: See, I think a lot of people talk about uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels when they talk about me and Tommaso, which is the ultimate compliment for both of us. Uh, it's just—it's two guys who are just. I think we're made to wrestle each other. We're made to, I think we made to either team or wrestle or just be paired together because we're just so polar opposite and so different in certain ways. We also have the same mind and same, same way of going about things. So it's almost like we're a perfect match for one another, uh, both in the ring and out. Uh, and we are, I cannot attest this enough. We are just complete opposite human beings. You look at us, we look like opposite human beings, but as as people too, we're opposite human beings. Uh, But we have the same wrestling mind and the same uh, things like that. So I think that really is the perfect combination there where we bring out the best in one another. Whether we're teaming, we're in the ring, we're telling a story, we're a promo, whatever we're doing, we bring out the best in each other. And it's just, the vibe is just different. different. It's just a different atmosphere when we're in the room together. I know we did a lot of that in Michigan uh, maybe a couple months ago, uh, maybe a month ago, and the atmosphere in the room changed when we were in the ring together. It's just it's just a weird feeling, but you can feel the mood in the building change whenever we're around each other. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Have you talked to either Triple H or sean about their, that program in particular with them and how they went about it and what their mindset was or? Or did you watch the matches? or Did you feed off of anything they did or have any conversations with them in regards to the, how to handle this program?
1: So, I've always been a huge Shawn Michaels fan. I've always been a huge Triple H fan. Obviously, I grew up during their feud. Their feud was the main feud of my childhood. Uh, and, and luckily enough, in this day and age, like with NXT, I get to work side-by-side side with Triple H, with Shawn Michaels. Um, I mean, they are just two of the best minds in wrestling ever. Uh, so to have that kind of chance to work side-by-side side with them on a feud like this, uh, it, 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 it's, it's invaluable. And you, I can't learn the words how much it means to me as a reformer and as just a person to be able to work with people that I look up to. Uh, I think we have some of the best minds in the world in NXT. Uh, And and the best part about them is they are so open and so just giving. Open and giving, and they are very much so open to me and Tommaso's suggestions. Um, If we feel something, if we think something should be a certain way, I think that's what makes NXT great, is they take talented people and they let talented people be talented. Um, You do not want to stifle talented people, and they do not think they are smarter than anyone. They do not think they are better than anyone, and and they, they are. <laughs> I guess they are, but they do not say that. They do not think that. They are open to any and every suggestion, and that is the best thing I can say about them. They they, they give artists a canvas to paint on, and as, as a reformer, I truly appreciate
0: that. Based off of that, then, do you feel that's the one thing that, and you hear little chirps here and there, and man, I'll ask you because you're on the, I'm on the phone with you, and you feel that's the thing that separates NXT from the main roster on Raw? Not the main roster, but on Raw and SmackDown. I think it's
1: just a different world. Like, I, I, I can't really even compare the two. Like, I've I, I was, I was I've done a few things here and there up there. And, like, my experience has always been good. Uh, but for me personally, like, I, I love having a hand in what I do. I love being able to have some input, being able to paint my picture, tell my story, and luckily enough at this point in my career, uh, and what I've accomplished, what I've done in NXT, um, I'm able to have a certain bit of trust, a certain bit of, they ask me my opinion on things, and I give my opinion on things, and that, that is invaluable for me. That is something that, like... NXT is, is what I want to help build and my goal and my my aspiration and everything I want to do is to make NXT the best thing possible. I don't have Johnny Urano's best interest in mind. I have NXT's best interest in mind. Because um, I do believe we have a very talented locker room filled with incredible people. Um, and I want to give them the best stage possible. Uh, so whatever I can do to help out that product, whatever I can do to help out that brand, that is my number one priority.
0: I was here... I covered the show when, when you guys were here in Chicago in November. And, and I talked to Triple H a little bit a little bit after the show. And, and I asked him, you know, does he hate when people refer to NXT still as the developmental brand? I'm like, do you, should, in your mind and in my mind, it is the third brand. It is a main roster brand. Do you feel now that developmental label should be shed of NXT?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate it. I'll, I, if, he did, if he did a uh, politically correct answer, I'll give a different, not politically correct answer. And I will say, yeah, I hate it. Uh, I think it just, it, it devalues everything we're doing in NXT. It, 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 it puts us a step below everyone else, and I think that's wrong, and I think that's BS to do that. I think everything is developmental when you want to look at it that way. Yes. I think if you want to consider NXT developmental, then rollins and SmackDown are developmental as well. I think we're all learning. We're all, we're all growing. I don't think just because you're in a certain brand, I don't think that doesn't mean you're progressing or growing any more than any other brand. I think think that's a garbage thing that some people try to label NXT as to kind of devalue it. I think people should look at NXT as a third brand. And I think our track record speaks for itself. Um, Our talent speaks for itself. You can put any of us on Raw and SmackDown. You can put anyone from Raw and SmackDown on NXT, and I think everything goes hand-in-hand hand and in unison. I don't think you miss a beat if you put anyone from NXT on Raw and SmackDown. Same can be said about a lot of people from Raw and SmackDown. I think the three brands are very much so intertwined. Um, so if you're still using the term developmental to value NXT in any way, shape, or form, I think you need to get over yourself 20.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that 100% as simple as I can say, Just get over yourself like it's, wrestling, it's fun, enjoy it If you don't like
1: it, you don't have to like it It's fine, but don't devalue everyone's hard work Don't devalue what everyone's doing here Don't devalue what uh, a lot of people Are sacrificing things for um, Just enjoy wrestling Wrestling is fun And just have fun with your life That's
0: it That is the best assessment I've heard about that. I couldn't agree more with that. And two more questions, Johnny, and thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated. And, you know, I was scrolling your Twitter late last night, knowing we were talking today, and one of the tweets I saw was you were talking about, you know, Saturday was supposed to be the big weekend. It was supposed to be takeover, and it was likely going to be you and Johnny, you and Tommaso, even before everything went down. And how weird was that for you to not be in Tampa on Saturday night And facing Tommaso Ciampa It was weird man Yeah I mean I, I,
1: I'd be lying if I didn't say It wasn't weird uh, I woke up that morning And just Takeover mornings are definitely Different for me It's a different feeling It's a different excitement um, Like takeover Is such a special day for me I always I, I have my My regimen I go through I have my things I do To get ready uh, I eat a certain way I diet a certain way I train a certain way And just to not Do that for this one for to know what how big that match was supposed to be, um, how big of a moment that was supposed to be, and have it not happen, and have just be sitting at home in in Orlando like at, at like eight PM when I'm like, oh, I should be in Tampa right now, getting ready to have the match of my life, but I'm not. Uh, but I mean, it, it, you can say that about a lot of things right now. You can say that about me and Tommaso's whole story. Like the whole thing has been filled with. What could have been, what is, what should have been, and we've always made the best of it. And I think this Wednesday, um, it's incredibly important right now to give people something to look forward to. That's why I was very adamant about this match being on NXT TV, being on the USA Network 8 p.m. on Wednesday, along with this women's ladder match. It's absolutely insane, by the way. Um, Absolutely cannot miss. we're giving, some, we're giving people out there something to look forward to. Wednesday night, 8 p.m., USA Network, we're giving them a takeover, and I'm going to treat Wednesday like it is my takeover day. I will wake up, I will be nervous, I will be excited, because the world will see what we have produced, and I think it's something incredibly unique, incredibly special. If you're a viewer staying at home, I just want you to have fun, forget everything, and just watch
0: it live, because you're not going to want to be spoiled about this one. You answered my last question, so I won't even to forward with that question. Then. But, Johnny, this has been great. Thank you so much for the time today. It really means a lot. Can't wait to see the match tomorrow night on USA beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. And once baseball starts, Johnny, I'm not rooting for the Indians, and I'll be rooting for the White Sox. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm okay with it. All right, Johnny. Thank you for the time. and we'll talk soon, and the best of luck. Thanks, dude. You too. All right, thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Mark.